Good afternoon, Brent. How are you today? Good afternoon, Kirti. I no place else in the world I'd rather be than right here, right now. Nice. <laughs> this, this is going to be a fun, fun conversation. So Brent Eastman is the president and owner of Eastman Insurance Services. And every time I think of Brent, you, your Brent, Brent, Brent and Brent Eastman Insurance Services, I think of human connections. And the growth I've seen you have in, at Eastman Insurance Services has been the human connections that you've built and the relationships. So Brent, uh, what made you start in this industry? Well, that's a funny story. Um, when I graduated from college with a history degree, I was going to be a teacher. But then I thought, well, there's really no money to be made teaching. So I went out looking for a job. And the first company to offer me a job was an insurance company. It was actually a AAA where I worked for uh, 10 years. And, um, and that's it. So, you know, 34 years later, you know, here I am in the insurance business. And it's really an interesting uh, industry, medical insurance, which is what we provide because it's become so complex. You know, navigating the system is so difficult. And so I really pride not just myself, but Unite Ag and you and everybody on your team that helps us uh, put those dots together so that people can get the uh, best possible care. It's not just about price. It's not just about benefits. Access to care. Think of what we're doing with access to care, Kirti, yep, with yep. Teladoc, the uh, wellness yep. center, Pinnacle, providers in Mexico, travel reimbursement. I mean, it's just amazing what we're doing to get people in front of the best possible care as quickly as possible. And in many cases, it's 24-7. Look at Teladoc. It's great. Looking at what we do at United Ag and what I talk about, right, and I know you believe in that too, is the empathy, bringing back the empathy in healthcare, bringing back the empathy in what we do, because too often we are lost with the numbers and the compliance, and we forget that it could be you and I on the, the ambulance that we just heard. It could be maybe you and I in there. And how would we like to be treated? How would we like one of our loved ones in there to be treated? And taking that approach... And that's the reason you you and what you do and United Ag is so aligned because we believe in that first and foremost before anything else. Absolutely. I always put myself in the uh, member's uh, shoes, whether it's the employee himself, uh, dependent. Um, I always think about how I would react in that type of situation. And I've learned a lot with the few times I've had to use the medical system myself, and that's made me very sympathetic and empathetic to what uh, they're going through. What was it about agriculture that attracted you and why did you decide to make that your focus? Great question because, you know, with the auto association, it was just personal lines, auto homes, memberships, you know, stuff like that. Uh, when I migrated over to the ag sector, uh, it was like coming home. Uh, my family's been in the Salinas Valley for seven generations. Uh, when I grew up, my first job was working for uh, Lewis Ace Catini and Sons, who's, a, of course, a United mm -hmm. Ag client, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, planning, or planning gopher bait, moving irrigation pipe, cleaning up the shop. This is 1975. Um, good friends of mine. Um, it's, it's love ag. You know, my family's in the insurance business. My brother's an equine vet. My sister imports uh, 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 folk art from uh, Latin America. My dad was a fuel distributor, and so he distributed a bulk fuel to many of the ag clients that we have here today. And so I'm just kind of a chip off the old block. Maybe not a farmer, 
but all my friends growing up through high school and everything were all farming families. Yeah. And so you're surround, surrounded by this industry. Absolutely. We're not too far from a lettuce field as we speak, are right. we? Exactly. Exactly. It's all about uh, empathy and education was what we really focus on, especially with our, uh, our field worker population. So having uh, individuals like my, my old pal, Georgina Casanata, who's I've, geez, I've known her for 30 years back to Jack Cooker's days. Um, we're going to go out next week to another client and, uh, she is excellent at explaining the benefits, to the employees answering questions and helping them navigate through all the uh, trap doors. That is our, uh, our healthcare system. Yep. And the health and wellness centers that you're talking about, zero copay, nothing going to your deductible. Right. So when we had our ribbon ribbon cutting here in Salinas, I remember one of the providers that come come out and was so emotional and said, this is great because even my parents couldn't afford when they were working at the minimum wage or whatever they were working at. It's really hard. So when you have a, a health and wellness center, you walk in zero copay, nothing going to deductible. Most of your needs are met at that point. Right. And so that that's. That is actually something uh, really helpful to who we serve. As my good friend and associate, uh, David Nixarian, uh, says, it's impossible to get a bill at the wellness center. The service is amazing. The provider there, the uh, PA, I can't remember his name, but this young man uh, gave me a higher level of uh, service, so to speak, better care than my concierge doctor. Does. Oh, that's interesting to know. I spent 45 minutes with him. It was the longest I've ever spent with a doctor in my entire life. He was great. And that's the difference because you walk in, you're not waiting 40 minutes to meet with him. You actually meet with him right as five minutes within walking into the health and wellness center and taken care of. And then it uh, spends a lot of time with you and then follow up calls. And so that's that's the service. That's right. He called me later in the day to make sure that my prescription went through. And also to, uh, he wanted to document all of my, my few uh, medications just for future uh, reference. I've never experienced anything like that in my entire life. Yeah. And that's what we want to replicate across the board, right? Uh, when we, when you provide service to your clients, so we do at United Ag from through our member services or the group administration, always, always making sure you put yourself in the other person's shoe and provide the best service there is because people don't come to health care. <laughs> Can you see I'm ready to explode right now? I can't <laughs> let this this podcast go without a shout out to my friends with Sonia Rolden and Yadira and all my friends at member services. What an incredible organization this is to have a team like that where now you can send them a text and you'll get a response like in a minute. I mean, it's just incredible what they do. We will send them an email. It's typically one a day. And so here's the issue. So you do the write-up. You put the basic information on there. And you get a response that day. They will pick up the phone. They will call the pharmacy. They will call the doctor. They will follow up with you. Um, they are great. Brent, what you were just saying about member services is so true. So when we are looking at member services, we hire people it's the hiring process is extremely important, right? So when we were doing the onboarding, I remember one of our member services team member actually cried and I asked her, what happened? Uh, is there a problem? So she said, you know, the kid I'm helping on the other side of the call was me because my parents did not speak English. I used to be that kid who called a health insurance company and had them navigate to the health insurance company. Now I am on this side and I'm helping someone. So she said, every time somebody calls me, I think of my parents, I think of my siblings, 
and I think of me and I then I offer service. So that's the reason that's the difference, right? Because they that's it and she was in tears that UNIDAC enables me to do this. I would bet it would be any one of the team of reps down that would say the exact same thing. Every individual in that department, you know, run by their leader, you know, Sonia, is just phenomenal. They are. Yeah. So it now this feels like more a commercial for United <laughs> well, um, I mean, I've, I wrote my first account with United Ag in February 1994. So we go back. I remember being the young guy in the room. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're not the young guy in the room anymore. But going back to uh, relationships, which we were talking about earlier, um, you know, I'm looking at our, our client list. And once they move to United Ag, they don't leave. And so I was looking at uh, some of my clients' lists this morning. You know, I have over 20 that are with United Ag for mm -hmm. over 10 years. Six have been here over 20 years, three over 25 years, and one over 30 years. Oh. Who else can say that? Right, right. So once you come into United Ag, it becomes part of the family, right? Exactly. Yeah. You just you won't leave. Yeah. I know, Brent, you've grown up in this community, right? And you have relationships. And you do a lot outside of what you do for work and building those. And can, do you have any, any stories or anything that you can tell us and how that all that makes an impact and makes your job so fulfilling? Well, yes. Our, our father was uh, really, really uh, big on giving back to the community. And so he in, introduced us to the California Rodeo Um I've been a committee member of the California Rodeo for 35 years. Uh, I was a past president in 2018 and 2019. And by the way, I'm not a cowboy. I don't like wearing hats. I don't particularly like to ride horses. That's my brother's <laughs> job. He's the cowboy. He's the horse. Uh, he's a veterinarian out there at the Rodeo. But I bring that up because I do it and volunteer all that time. It's not a paid position. And when I was president, it was 20 hours a week year round. And it's only a four-day show. However, during those four days... Uh, the economic impact is $11 million on our community. Uh, the scholarships that we've uh, uh, given over the years following United Ag Scholarship Program was kind of what inspired us to do that many years ago has been uh, well over uh, $300,000. And then nonprofits every year is well over half a million dollars to our community for four days. And it's not just four days of rodeo, so to speak. We call it rodeo here, by the way, <laughs> as a nod to our Hispanic uh, heritage. But it's a year-round uh, situation. We have uh, my son-in-law, Danny Little, and my son, Sam, are, are um, working on a big new event this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the fall roundup. It's going to be a carnival, a pumpkin patch, a very family-oriented environment to bring people into the uh, Rodale grounds, the sports complex, to uh, have fun. And that's what it's all about. So the, for the betterment of our community, we've always been big on giving back. I was the president of Partners for Peace for many years. Uh, I was on the Rotary uh, uh, Club for many years. Um, I'm on the Slains Valley Leadership Group Board. And uh, that takes time. And you donate your time, but it's what I love to do. And it's all about karma, too. So what you give back to the community truly does come around to uh, pay you back. I've noticed that as a common thread in all my podcast uh, interviews I've done so far. Everybody does that looking. Uh, I was in, with Seton Pistachio up in Hanford, and he had the similar story, right? It, it's building the community. So that's what we do in agriculture. That was, that's what we do from a healthcare standpoint, giving back, building our communities, making them stronger, 
And that's what fulfills us every day. And what's common about the ag communities is everybody knows everybody. When I was growing up, there was maybe 50,000 people in Salinas. Now it's three times that number, but it's still true today. Everybody knows everybody. Stop me if you've heard this a million times from me, Kirti. Yep. It's a small community. It is. And word gets around. And so the reputations get around and the relationships are really what uh, makes this whole thing work. Agreed. Agreed. So any anything in the last, um, what, 30 years of your professional life, any stories that come to light where you feel you felt this is amazing because of something that I did or something that I was involved in, somebody was helped in a certain way. Oh my gosh, I could think of a thousand examples. I mean, any email I send to member services, it was a positive experience. It makes me feel good. It puts a smile on my face. Uh, but I'll tell you what, there was one uh, story recently, like last month, where I got a text from a client on a holiday. It was Labor Day. And it was the employer, and he had an employee that was in a hospital uh, in Mexico, and he really wanted to get back up into the United States as quickly as possible. Uh, within one hour, I was able to make contact with Oscar Garcia, who I've known for 25 years, and they had coordinated already an emergency uh, evacuation within 24 hours. The, uh, the young man was in the United States in a hospital, and he's almost fully recovered today, all within minutes. It was amazing. And that's one of a thousand stories, Kurt. I mean, it's just amazing every day. Maybe not to that extreme, but it's just amazing at the, uh, at the, uh, at the, what the relationships do with Oscar. I've known for 25 years and I had no problem. I said, really, I hate to bug you on a, on a holiday Oscar. And he said, no problem, Brent. I'll take care of it right now, my friend. And, and he did. Yeah. Yeah. He's amazing. He's, he's awesome. So when you think of you, you told me uh, earlier that you would have been either a teacher or doing what you do today. So do you ever go back and think about a different, what would life as a teacher would have been? Does that, does that ever cross your mind? What if you've done something different? Every day, it's kind of a running joke where I, <laughs> when I'm done with the renewal meeting, I always say, I hate insurance. <laughs> and I, and I kind of do because, uh, you know, it can be a negative in that it is so difficult to, and it's expensive, but it can be so difficult to navigate the, uh, the system. Uh, but I quickly do an about face when I think I love owning my own business. I love my business partners, the relationships that I've had with, uh, you know, a David Nixari that I mentioned earlier, Delilah Sacedo, Claire Einsman, uh, and then the newer people that come in, you know, Sachin, uh, Jason, uh, Alex, I mean, these are great people that are coming on board. They get it. Took them a little while maybe to uh, understand what ag is, but they picked it up really quickly. And so relationships that I've had with them, it's, it all comes down to trust. So when I go out in front of, a, say, a new prospective uh, uh, employer group and they're talking to me about Ignite Ag, I do not hesitate. I say, this is the right carrier. It will be your home. Once you go there, you will not leave. And it's all because I trust all those names I'd mentioned before uh, with the cast of thousands of others. So you trust them. But how this is I, this is just from my curiosity. How do you get the people who you, you talk to, the customers, to believe in that and trust, trust, build that trust? How do you build trust with people? Actions, and it's really simple. It's doing what you say you'll do. Follow up. Um, 
if my son Sam's listening to this, he's probably rolling his eyes right now because I say it every single day. You have to follow up. If I get an email or a phone call, they get a response immediately. First chance I have. When I get out of a meeting, the first thing I do is hop in my truck. I check my emails and my voicemails and I return at least a, I'll get back to you as soon as possible type uh, response right away. Follow up and doing what you say that you'll do. And that builds trust very quickly. That's interesting because you said if Sam was listening. So that's your next generation who uh, will be taking um, the business or whatever, taking it to the next level. There are other people listening to this and trying to understand what is that one nugget I can take away from this that I might change. So would that, what would that be, you think, for the, for the Sams of the world? I think uh, I'm really excited to have Sam here. He's only been here for two years, but he's a quick study. I'm learning something from every, every day. Um, he's actually uh, corrected me on a few issues that I had no idea about. Uh, he is going to take this agency to another level. You know, I am more of a plotter. I'm a see the ball, hit the ball kind of guy. He's a bigger thinker, a much broader vision. Uh, but again, he's also really uh, sensitive to the uh, the uh, relationships. And so he he does as good of a job, if not better than I do, in uh, managing those uh, relationships quickly. It's pretty funny. All of a sudden, I, in fact, this is a funny story. I called a client that's been with me for 15 years last week, and I brought Sam into their renewal last year. And I said, okay, we have our December 1st renewal. Want to schedule a meeting with you? He said, No. We don't want to see you. Just send Sam over. And I said, no, no, no. I'll, I got to be there. He said, no, you will send Sam over. We don't want to see you. And so Sam has an appointment next uh, Tuesday at nine. That's that's awesome. But that that's uh, people usually talk about the next generation, the millennials or whatever, and have a negative feeling about that. But I think you and I shared that. I, I heard it in your voice. I think this this is this generation is going to take us to the next level because they, they are big picture thinkers. They are amazing at the way they look at business and the way they look at life. It's very different. Absolutely. No question about it. And I'm super excited. Uh, you know, I have had uh, companies come in and offer to uh, buy my agency and I've never even given it a second thought. My big plan, uh, you know, 15 years ago was to have a business that I could pass on to my one of my five or all my five children. I forgot my daughter, Amanda. Amanda's <laughs> also with us. Sorry, hon. Uh, but five children that are youngest are twins, uh, juniors in college. So they still have a ways to go. But my my whole plan was to have something that I could pass on to my kids someday, and then maybe continue to work until they uh, tell me I have to go back home. Okay, Dad, you know, go, go on your vacations. <laughs> that too. Very important to, uh, you know, it's important to work and work hard, but it's also equally important to uh, make sure you spend time away on vacation or a holiday with your with your family. So one of the things, interesting things about you is your vacations you take, right? You, you, go, you go to all these places and you have amazing vacations. Is there a connection between who you are, Brent, and the passion that you have for travel? I remember my wife and I were having dinner in Monterey like 25 years ago. We'll be married 35 years this next uh, April. And we were talking about our kids. And when we were done talking about our kids, we really had nothing else to talk about. So we were worried. So what are we going to talk about when we're empty nesters? And so we made a decision then, well, maybe not right then, but over the course of time, that her and I would take a vacation, just her and I every year. We would do a family vacation together every single year. And, uh, and we've done that. And it's been great. 
The other thing we've uh, done is uh, we go to a lot of rock concerts. We're going to go see Ringo Starr this Friday up in San Jose. Ooh, <laughs> uh, you know, we're all, we've probably been to 12 concerts this year. That's our date night. We go out. We, we act a little bit uh, crazy. We try to spend the night where we're going. And it's all about my relationship with my wife, who um, probably the best thing in the world ever happened to me. So, but that says it a lot, right? So you treat, you talked about your wife, you talked about your kids and your customers or members and United Ag. When you really come down to all your stories, you're talking about human connections and relationships. No question. And, and you're constantly trying to see how do I make this stronger? How do I make this more meaningful? I think that that's all connected to Maureen and all the kids and everybody else too. Well, that's friends. who Brent I've, is. <laughs> yeah, all my, I've got dear friends. I graduated from Palma High School in 1981. Uh, the five godfathers of my five kids all graduated with me from Palma High School in 1981. And I probably have five times that number of really close friends that I graduated or were before or after maybe a year or two. Jeff Rianda, Gonzalez Irrigation Systems, United Ag Client, probably listening right now. <laughs> Jeff, go Cardinals. You know, I met at Palma. He was a couple of years behind me, but it's just amazing. All the friends. It's not just family. It's also friends. And I've got some really tight ones. What has been your experience? So if somebody were looking at this from a small business and trying to take nuggets from this on how to run a small business, seems like you have a very family dominant uh, office. How does that work? Uh, do you see pros and cons of that? I do. And I've had clients over the years that uh, had their insurance bill and it was all family members. And sometimes those businesses don't work because there has to be revenue. There has to be a role. Uh, they have to be productive. They can't just get a paycheck. I would say if somebody was to ask me my advice in terms of bringing in family members, I would say, number, number one, you know, make sure there's a role. Make sure they're productive because when you have a business, you better have more in revenues than you do in expenses. And if somebody were to ask, because I get asked this a lot, somebody who's not in sales and somebody who wants to explore kind of that, uh, career or whatever any any uh, nuggets for them or any lessons that you can give them sales is very difficult and it is not for anybody probably the best salesman i've ever known is our very own alex uh, drollinger who by the way was one year behind me at uh, palma high school in 1981 that guy is fearless he has no problem. So he's going out with uh, Sam on a regular basis and they're walking into a door. So it, the biggest challenge for anybody to get in sales is um, the fear of rejection and the fear of failure. Cold calls, very difficult. Once I was able to get past that was when I started having those relationships, having some success, building some clients. And then guess what happens after that? Referrals. And so I don't think I've made a cold call personally in over 20 years. Poor Sam, he's out there every day. But that's how you break into the business. So when you think of small business, and I was actually listening to this podcast this morning about this guy who was talking about small business uh, marketing, right? And a CRM, customer relationship management tool. And small businesses are so different. And to be successful as a small business where you leave it for your kids as a legacy or having them take over, that's a very difficult thing to do. And you must have struggled through this, right, to make a decision to come into this. 
and the day in day out as an entrepreneur what you have to do so any life lessons from that or any lessons to take away from Curtis I I wish I could say that I was an entrepreneur and super smart but it's just pure dumb luck I got lucky I married a great woman who told me didn't ask me she told me I'm going out and starting my own business and by the way if I do she'll manage my books uh, and then from there it's just been um, I'm sorry, if you look at large companies where they have, you know, vast numbers of employees, they have COOs, CFOs, general managers, uh, HR managers, you know, small businesses don't have that. So you have to be kind of a master at everything. And so our small businesses, and we have a lot here, we have some large companies, medium companies, we have a lot of small companies, where it's a husband and wife operation. And they have to wear all those hats and they have to make decisions, including health insurance. And they know nothing about health insurance. And that's where we come in to explain to them, this is how it works. This is what you need to do. This is how you stay in compliance. This is how you uh, ensure that your employees appreciate what you're giving them. You know, work ethic is really what it comes down to. You've got to get up early. And I do. And my son does. Uh, but our clients, they're up before sunrise and so we have to be up there uh, with them so to speak kind of like stockbrokers with the uh, east coast connections right right hard work you hard work my dad used to say uh lamar omniar est which is work conquers all in latin Ooh, oh that's awesome oh i can you repeat that again lamar omniar est i probably didn't pronounce it right but it, it means work conquers all Brent, this this has been a very this has been an amazing conversation, and I as as I always say, right? These podcast interviews, I don't know who would listen to it. I really, really wish member services listens to it, and everybody at United listens to this because you have given everybody kind of a shout out uh, during this uh, conversation. So I'm excited about that. But every time I do this, and I I usually don't think of who the listeners are how many lists how many downloads i have because just doing this today just sitting here in front of you and just having this conversation that's for me i'm that that's fun and i am really enjoying it and i feel that success so this has been really really fun so thank you for that and i'm look look forward to many more conversations with you kirti uh honor and a pleasure super honored that you would have me uh, invite me to join you on this podcast. Um, love what I do. Love United Ag. It's 90% of my business. I can't imagine uh, working with anybody else, but uh, the inspiration that you provided to our, not just me, our family, my business, our members has been uh, amazing. Keep up the good work. Thank you. And so people don't see this, but I would want to get up and give you a big hug. <laughs> right on. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you.